Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. Today on Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, we have another solo episode. So, tis the season for back-to-school shopping. I cannot believe it's already August, and in two weeks, my kids go back to school. I feel like the summer flew by, but I feel like I say that every year. Every year, once October hits and Halloween, it goes really fast. Like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, then January, January and February. I can't talk this morning. January and February are really slow in Ohio, and then Easter, summer, boom, really fast again. Um, So yesterday I was watching just a a local news channel, and it said, parents are prepping for back to school and putting more pressure on overspending. Well, I don't think this is a new thing. I think this is every year, parents. I did this when I was little. I remember back to school shopping back-to-school rituals. I do them with my kids. Um, I do talk to them, um, you know, they're older now, but I still do it. And they're like, mom, stop, we know. You know, I do the thing. Um, If an adult or teacher makes you feel uncomfortable or says anything inappropriate, you let me know. You let another adult you know and trust know. Um, I tell them not to gossip, not to be the mean kid, not to make someone feel bad about themselves. You don't say hurtful words. You make everyone feel included. You be the nice, sweet kid. But then I also say, if anyone's hurting your feelings, bullying you, being mean, let me know. I do all that and they always get so mad. Um, I like to take them out to dinner one-on-one right before school starts. And then we do the back to school shopping for clothes, school supplies, and all of that. I remember doing that when I was a kid also and it's so funny because I feel like all of the fashions and clothing brands from my childhood from like the 90s are coming back like I shopped at Abercrombie and Fitch my kids shop at Abercrombie Abercrombie and Fitch um but it also stinks when they're younger you know you can get their uh clothing at Target Old Navy now they're older and they want what they see their friends have. They watch TikTok and social media influencers. So it's like they want Lululemon this. They want, you know, Abercrombie. Well, I shopped at Abercrombie too, like I was just saying, but like more expensive things. So as parents are prepping to pay more, as I was watching on the news, it got me thinking. So I did some research. I don't, honestly don't believe this is the research, I guess, but it's saying the average parent spends per student is $270 per student. And I was like, what? I was like, I spend that just on their school fees for their school technology fees. But then I found one and it was a little more comparable to what um, I, I spend. So this was for 2020. 
and it was saying parents of children in preschool um, are planning, this is preschool, okay, are planning on spending as much as 32% more this year. And while college age students and parents of college age students will spend about 13% more. College, that's just nuts because you have to get stuff for your dorms too. So the reason um, that people are spending more, it's because um, the growing expectation and that just makes, you know, like I said again, social media. So the growing expectations, parents are preparing to pay more every season and then you have to get school supplies too. Another reason is the combination of supply shocks to the U.S. manufacturing. So it's suppliers and demand. So I don't know if this is still something dealing with the COVID, like we're not getting our shipments in um, from overseas. And then inflation is on the rise and sticker prices are going up. But one key point, um, when more students are going back to the classroom this year and not distance learning. So actually school supplies for in-classroom, like notebooks and stuff, is expected um, people to buy more of that. Last year it said more consumers were buying more electronics and office furniture, probably to set up the stay-at-home trend for um, what we were dealing with last year because COVID restrictions are lifting, hopefully. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit. But um, more people are shopping in person again and not online. So there's that. Um, when asked when they would be starting their back-to-school shopping, 33% of people in the U.S. said July, and then 30% said August. So the whole keeping up with the joke. Joneses or keeping up with the Kardashians, if you will, is amplified by social media and their friends. And a key finding I saw um, nearly 97% of parents with children in kindergarten through college plan on back to school shopping this year. Um, six in 10 parents, so 60% with kids in school, say their children are influenced by social media. 67% say their children are influenced by friends of what they want to buy for back to school. I personally think those numbers would be higher. Um, and then more than half, 52% of these parents say they feel pressured by their children to buy back to school items they want, even if the cost is more than they normally spend. So some tips on how to handle the splurging. Um, create a budget with your child. Let them know what the budget is. So and this can also help them um, learn financing and budgeting and set that. So when you go into the store, they know what to keep it in and under and it doesn't stress you out also. Um, in the study um, that I found online, it said the back-to-school splurges were 74% were clothing, 60% was backpack, 59% was school supplies, 33% was lunchbox, 32% was computer or laptop, and 26% was a calculator, 4% was other. Um, 
So again, make a realistic budget. If you know you always splurge on clothing, give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Um, start, well, it's already August, so it might be a little late, but I was gonna say start for like a few months ahead of time. Um, I know in Ohio, like places do sales tax free days. Um, Target does that, and that's when I always go for their back to school supplies. Um, you can compare and match prices at competitors, back to school. Another tip. So, like I said, the matching prices. Um, I know Target and Staples do this, match prices. Amazon does a lot of price matching as well. Um, tip number four. So, get what you pay for with your spending. Use a credit card that earns you points. So your earning points, cash back, um, that's just a thing I try to do. Anyways, even with the girls' school cheer, not school cheer, um, competition cheer. um, Like I said, another time, the tax-free sales day. Check your state on that. So what are we spending on? I found another say. So $295 on clothes, $265 on shoes, $138 on school supplies, and $75 on electronics. Okay, that sounds a little bit more realistic. So that's saying around $700 for, per student. So of elementary, that is between $696.70, and that is up from last year, $684.79. And for college kids, it was almost 900 that parents will be spending per student. So I know I've talked about this in other podcast episodes about... Um, goal planning or looking forward to things, but you could also do this with your kids like leading up to the first days of school or going back to school. Some things, um, do a vision board before they start school with some goals or things they want to do and accomplish this school year. You can start uh, waking them up earlier, days leading up to school. We all get off our schedule in the summertime, going to bed later, waking up later, This can just help, especially with little kids, help get back into the routine. You can create the routine with the kids. Go through it, have them, you know, pick out, go grocery shopping with you, pick out their lunches and their snacks they want for school. Make lists lists with your kids and activities they want to do and try and mark it off when they accomplish it and give them set, they set in a reward for the school year, doing new things, trying new things, um, accomplishing new things. Have your schedule cleared um, the evening of the first day back to school so you can just do family things. Um, Start also making your list and schedule for school, like school activities, school sports, um, the other sports that they're in, have that all done so you don't feel overwhelmed once everything gets back into the full swing of doing everything. So then this had me thinking um, other things because my kids, um, 
they already say where they want to go to college and what they want to do when they grow up and already have um, these goals for themselves. Um, They both want to be surgeons, both say um, an OBGYN or my younger one wants to be a pediatric surgeon or a plastic surgeon. Uh, My older daughter, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. Um, So they have these big lofty goals and know where they want to go to college. But I also want them to know it is okay to change your mind. It is okay not to know what you want to do yet. It takes years for people. I went to college for journalism. I had a two double, I double majored journalism and communications and I minored in theater because I wanted to be an actress and then I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be on the Today Show. I've been watching the Today Show since I was a little kid. Katie Couric and Bryant Gumbel were my favorite hosts. Then, um, you know, I liked it with Meredith Vieira and I liked the hosts today also. Um, and then I moved to California and I did acting classes and writing classes because that's where I wanted to go. Right now, I do um, morning radio shows and do content for that. So it's kind of behind the scenes. Um, And a few years ago, I did yoga teacher training and I've done all of that. I've done an online training with Ashley Turner, Yoga Psyche Soul for for, um, yoga psychology training. So I keep doing these trainings because it keeps fueling my passion. And it doesn't matter how old you are. I remember when I lived in California, I did modeling when I lived there too. Um, There was a photographer that I worked with kind of regularly and he was older and he just started, you know, photography in his 40s. I think he was like 50 then. But you can do these things. My husband a few years ago went back to school and went to law school and now he's an attorney. So you could do this and you're, it doesn't even matter. It could be your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. You can always do something to find your passion and live a more fulfilling life. I have these two quotes that always stuck out to me when I was younger and I want to share them. So um, you are never too old to set another goal or dream, a new dream. And this is by C.S. Lewis. My favorite, favorite, favorite. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover by Mark Twain. Whose real name did you know is Samuel Samuel Clemens? Just a little FYI on that one. So if you're living, you know, living for the weekend, oh, I can't wait to go on vacation. Sunday scaries you have, you dread Monday mornings. You know, maybe you're not in the right career, the right job. If you're just doing something because it makes good money or, you know, you think you need to go to this school and have this degree and make the six figures and seven figures or whatever and do this and do this, you're, it's not going to fulfill you. It's not going to make you happy. So here are some things to help with um How do you find your passion? How do you, maybe you're already doing something you love. Um, Do you have a hobby or something you loved doing as a child, but you never considered doing it as a job? 
So grab a piece of paper, a few pieces of paper. Again, if you want to write some of these down and just journal prompts to work on things to help you brainstorm or find out what your passion is. Um, What excites you right now? Number two, what is exciting you would do anything to accomplish it? Number three, what are you willing to do for no money? Is there something that you just love that you would do for free? That's another topic, though, we need to talk about um, later, like charging for things. Like energy is, is, money is energy. And a lot of times people in the yoga business think that they should give things away for free or do donation-based. And they're giving, they're giving, they're giving, and they need to know that it's okay to receive. It's okay to receive money. That's just a little side note that popped in my head right then and there. (laughs) Um, Number four, what would you like to do for a lot of money? Is there something that you would do for a lot of money? Uh, Number five, what's... Oh, here, go my dog. Sorry. With that, we'll take a quick break from my sponsor, Anchor. Number five, what skills and talent do you have better than anyone else on the planet? Number six, what good idea have you had and have you done nothing about? So take time if you're doing this exercise to find your passion and what you want to do, you know, find passion in your life. Um, You could pause this. You could come back to this. Whatever. Number seven. Name five successful people you admire as fast as you can. What? Number eight. What makes you feel good? Really good. Really happy. It gives you energy. You feel energized when you do it. You have no regrets. Number nine. I think we're on. What if, so if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you be doing right now, work-wise? And last question, if you could be known for doing one great thing, what would it be? So the point of this exercise is to get you to think and to get you to focus on what you're doing and get obsessed and find your passion, and to help you grow. We're always growing. We're always improving. We're always learning. I say that to myself every time. I do all these trainings because I'm always a student, always learning, always putting new tools in my toolbox to help me, to help my family, help my kids, help my clients, my students. I always want to grow, and I always want to invest in myself to keep learning, keep growing, and keep finding my passion. Um, you know, when you have more passion in your life and you feel more fulfilled, um, it produces more happiness. And in the long term, I mean, that's ultimately our goal in life. So I wanted to give you guys um, a quick free treat, I guess, um, if that's what you want to say. In my one-on-one health coaching program, I have um, an e-book 
the Busy People's Guide to Healthy Eating on the Go, I wanted to share some of the information in this ebook just with my podcast listeners. Just a little thank you. Um, so if you would like this ebook, you can email me and I will just DM me or email me and say you would like the free Busy People's Guide to Healthy Eating on the Go and leave your email address so I can email it to you. Um, some things in it I'm just going to read right now. I have eating healthy when you're not home, like when you're running errands or on the go with your kids, running your kids to their activities. When you take road trips, I talk about airports. I have foods that are easy to pack, like baby carrots, cucumber slices, celery sticks with hummus, um, apples and nut butters, smoothies that are super quick and easy, um, you know, how to make midweek meals easy, how to, I give um, uh, websites that I like that are, have quick and easy crock pot recipe ideas like allrecipes.com and myrecipes.com. So if you have busy nights, like I said, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, school's coming back up, school activities, um, school sports, um, just throw everything in the crock pot. Very simple, very easy to do that. Again, my other things I have coming up, I have my journal that's going to be published soon. I'm really excited about this. I'm also working on a planner. A 2022 planner is still in the works. Leave some feedback what you like in a planner so um, I can get people's feedback. Leave feedback on other topics you want me to talk about, guests you want me to have. I am always up for um, your ideas and your feedback on what you guys want to hear, what your thoughts are on everything. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like it. Please share it with someone you think wants to hear it. If you um, share this on social media, please tag me. Make sure you're subscribed to my podcast. I have a lot of new episodes coming out with guests. I'm really excited about, super excited about. Um, Have a great day, everyone.